just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. I am Help! so lucky because I'm sitting here tonight with my friend Callie Alpert, who's freaking out a little bit. I, Good I, evening. I, I we'll explain we, we just had to talk her down off the roof. You know, yeah. She was on the ledge. She was yeah, threatening I, to jump. I was like starting the music. I'm like, Sam, did you fix her yet? Get her down here for the show. We'll explain. So, yeah, welcome to the show. I'm here with Callie Alpert. We got Sam Leibowitz on the board tonight and also a part of the gang here. And tonight he's we're... our new sidekick because yes. we're getting kind of used to it. Uh-oh. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. Sam I'm is in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, I didn't know I signed up for this. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, so, yeah, welcome to another episode. If you want to join the conversation tonight, the number is 877-480-4120. Tonight we're going to be talking about how Kindness is not weakness. And before we get to that, we're all going to have a very global therapy session with Callie Albert, who's freaking out a little bit. Callie, what are you freaking out about? Well, I'm, I'm exhaling, number one, because I um, just, you know, I, I uh, come into the city to do the show and I tend to get here early and I go to a coffee place that's a few doors down. So right. I was sitting there just thinking about, you know, what we're going to discuss tonight and catching up with some emails. And a friend of mine, um, called me, who's very smart, uh, very liberal, and very, very deeply troubled by the state of affairs in this country based on the election. And it was a very rushed conversation because I didn't have a lot of time. But in that short window, I got a real download of all the things that I've been, frankly, trying to ignore a little bit, not to, to not um, absorb too much. Right. Every, you know, a lot of details about what's going on with our president-elect and choices and concerns and fears and lots of details and, you know, a lot of things that I, um, I've been trying to limit my exposure. Part of it's denial for me, part of it's compartmentalizing, and part of it's that I'm just trying to stay in my own quiet space and let things unfold before I get to a, you know, try not to get too attached or worried or whatever you're like form judgments. you're clicking your heels and you're like there's no place exactly like there's i'm no place off like to home. Oh, as many di- as many hours of the day but i'm like that anyway i like to <laughs> escape to you know behind the curtain right um you just like so, the pretty shoes uh well yeah yeah i guess i do i like those red ruby slippers they're kind of hot they're kind of sexy okay. um so anyway i just got a very big download of a certain kind of energy that made me very uptight so i come in here which is the greatest refuge on a good day, but especially if you're feeling a little uptight or preoccupied with something, to come and face you two beauties with your calm and your wisdom and all the things that I'd like to have on most days that I'd like to think I have on most days. Right. So that's why you had to talk me down. So I'm I'm back now. Thank so, you. Sure. So I have a suggestion. Um, I would listen to the episode called Election Recovery that we did. <laughs> I think I have listened to yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I, I think that a lot of people share your fear, your anxiety And Sam and I were talking to Callie before the show that in the long run, this could be a very big blessing. It could be a very good thing because a lot of negativity and fear is coming out that was there anyway. And we're all addressing it now and trying to figure out what we can do to help change that. 
And so I myself am getting involved in advocacy and there are new New York meetup groups. They're already starting where people are starting to voice opinions and, and actions and things they want to do. This million women march that's happening in DC and also around the country. There's a lot of good thing that good things that are already happening. This is all just stuff you're going to meet, girls. You're just, these are all well, your the women gatherings listen, for you to get, I, I, to get laid. I got to be a little creative these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Online dating. I don't know about that. Cut to the mall in Washington, D.C. Right. on January 21st with Rob is the only guy on the shoulders right. of like a whole, like, right. you know, posse of right. women. And I'm like, go National Organization for Women. <laughs> I am the biggest feminist in New York. <laughs> and, I'm, and I happen to be single. <laughs> and I just so happen to be single. What are you doing tonight? Make, make sure you have lots of business cards printed up for that day, Rob. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I know oh, yeah. your numbers are going to be with you for I'm gonna sure. Have a, I'm going to have a Rob and Callie t-shirt. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be passing out business cards. So. Yes. So. So, all right. So, you know, people are freaking segue? out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right. So I, I think it's, again, why tonight is a good topic for everybody because there was so much anger and so much fighting going on for months and months, if not, you know, a year and a half, really. So I think one of the reminders that I've been seeing lately and one of the things I've been thinking about lately is being kind. And so the way that I kind of thought of kindness is not weakness is because um, a lot of people tell me that my voice doesn't match how I look. They look at me and they have this idea, maybe because I'm tall, slim, um, I have a boyish face. They think I'm not going to have this voice that sounds like <laughs> I could be a truck driver or something, I guess. I don't know. So I, I've always thought that's kind of interesting. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is that I have different sides to me. I have this warrior side to me that kind of loves a good fight, loves a good debate in a way, love negotiation and business, things like that. And is sort of a tough side to me that I've learned in life, you know, street smarts, whatever my experience has been. Mm -hmm. And then I have this other side to me that really appreciates sensitivity and cares a lot about people and is very kind. And so I think, you know, we talked about this in a early episode about how sensitivity is sexy. So one of the things I'm trying to balance in my own life is accepting both sides to me. And I think that one of the things I learned early on, and maybe Sam could talk about this being another guy, is I think growing up, we grew up in a John Wayne generation where you're tough, you don't show weakness, you don't show pain, you don't complain, you don't cry, you definitely don't cry, or you're probably gay. It was like that kind mm-hmm. of, of stigma around it all. And so I think there's a part of me that had to learn that being kind isn't weak. When I was a kid, I was good at being kind. But then as I get older and I was around other guys, I learned to maybe protect it a little or not show that side to me, and then I came full circle back around to it Mm -hmm. yeah I I, I got kind of dumped on sometimes for that about like being too nice too kind too gullible and it it always bothered me but then this past weekend I saw uh, my teacher who was in town from California and he said something in the middle he was talking about other stuff and he said and and I think it applies towards other things too he said you know people talk about being gullible like it's a bad thing but he said if you're not gullible, you're not going to see magic. Yeah. Oh, what a sweet so thing to say. I love it's that. It's not really a bad thing. And that was <laughs> one of the things I was always accused of as a kid was like being gullible, you know? And, and I've always said like, I would rather err on the side of compassion mm-hmm. and gullibility than being too hard and too, 
too much of an asshole, basically. Mm-hmm. And and so that to me was a real lesson of like, yeah, you know, there is there are good things about those quote unquote, you know, weak sides of people supposedly. And it's all made up anyway. It's all just human judgments, putting things on various sides of ourselves. But there is, you know, in my book, there's nothing stronger than kindness. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot harder to be kind when everybody else is telling you not to be mm-hmm. and, and everyone else is not being kind. It's much tougher to be kind uh, than it is to... To, to be quote-unquote strong and not be kind or to, to be mean. Right, right. I'm hearing that song, Cruel to be Kind, now yeah. in my head. Yeah. So maybe you just said yeah. that. Cruel yeah. to be kind, you're the right measure. Um, when you brought up this, this version of this topic and included weakness in the title, I didn't resonate with it immediately. I certainly love this topic. I think it's important. And I do want to go back to the social and political climate, not for the politics, but because this theme is, I think, ever um, more important than it's, er, than it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets progressively more significant based on what's going on in this country and just sort of the energy surrounding a lot of things. So I'd like to talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me a minute. And then I realized, you know, you talk about saying like gullibility for me. And it's still like I still in my family, uh, my parents and um, other people around me consider me to be. And it was always with a two, t- you know, too idealistic, no. too nice, too this. You got to mm. be more practical. You got to oh, this. Yeah. Yes, but yes, but you got to, you got to, yeah. to this, to that. Yeah. And so for the longest time, I grew up um, judging myself for that. It's what I have always been. It's mm-hmm. the only thing I've known. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes I'd, th- I'd be concerned that the I wasn't going to find my place in the world and that I'd have to sort of change that up mm-hmm. or... Uh, limit it because the world was this cruel, ugly place. Not that that's what I was taught per se, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I learned as I got older, and again, when you become more comfortable in your skin, just sort of embrace yourself for whatever you are, and you see the beauty of kindness and mm-hmm. sensitivity and vulnerability and all those things. You know, I learned that, um, and also just as another little digression, when I was in college, cynicism and um, sarcasm were very in, and it was the first mm-hmm. time I was ever really experienced to it to the point where I thought again maybe I'm missing something and all the cool kids are doing it and all the smart people are doing it and then I realized that it's actually way easier to be that way because it's just right. you know reflexive defense mechanisms or whatever and not that right. I don't enjoy a good sense you know wry sense of yeah. humor yeah. and can be completely cynical and play with that as well yeah um, but I do think it's it's like Sam said it's it's harder to be kind yeah. when you're not walking in fertile ground or you know walking on a pillowy cloud every day yeah you know in this world it's it's definitely a it's a discipline and it's a it's a decision but i think that's also a lesson for people that like if you're going to be kind seek out the kind people and and oh, the thing it's is, warm says rob yeah oh, water seeks its own level Right, but the thing is, sometimes we don't recognize it because of how we judge external externalities. Whoops, I don't think I got that right. I like that word. You like that <laughs> one? Add that to the Robin Cali vocabulary. <laughs> All right, we make up. Cool. We do. We words. make up words here all the time. I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's like sometimes you see somebody and they're a little odd, they're a little strange, and so we immediately judge them and go, oh, they're a weirdo. 
but then they turned out to be one of the kindest mm-hmm. people. Oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. Talking of you to about say. you again uh, in front of you. I'm blushing. Talking about you in third person. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Don't talk about me like that to my face. <laughs> <laughs> you make me embarrassed. I mean, whether you have scruffy uh, hair on your head or not, you know. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but, but so that's the thing is it's really just a teacher to go deeper and to see what are really the true values that you care about. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we tend to get distracted by the more superficial things yeah. and then we miss the real gems that are there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, what you were saying before, like I said this to a neighbor in my building the other day, this guy is so cynical about the Knicks. We're always talking about the Knicks in the gym <laughs> and he's always complaining about them. And this year they seem to be doing better, but I'm always kind of hopeful, you know, trying to look on the bright side of things. And I actually yelled at him as he was getting in the elevator in the lobby. I said, it's, it takes courage to not be cynical. Mm-hmm. And I think it does. It's so easy to look at the negative. Yeah, that's a good it, one. It's mm-hmm. so easy to look at how things aren't going our way. But it, it's a challenge. But it makes me feel better to focus on the positives and trying to be kind or, you know, at least try to do something like that. The other thing is, you know, this term man up and... You know, just how when I was growing up, people were like, you know, you got to be tougher. You know, you have to be so tough in life, you know. And it's like, I don't know. Lately, I think we could practice the opposite. Right. You know, I think I think we're all tough enough. And it's like, I don't think we have to man up so much. I think, if anything, we need to kind up a little bit. You know? <laughs> I like that kind up. That's a good, um, right. like a and good again, title for a T-shirt. It, it's your definition of tough, right? It can be a lot tougher to be kind. Right. You know, it, it's really let's get to the heart of it and not just be superficial about it. Because lots of times people say things like that. Oh, you need to be tougher. And it's a very superficial toughness that can collapse in, in under the slightest weight. Yeah. But when you really trust yourself, ooh, that's the biggest toughness <laughs> that there is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's there is there's strength. And I, I always say this. I think there's strength in vulnerability. There's strength in sensitivity. There's strength in kindness. All the, you know, all the soft stuff. To me, that's that really sh- shows way more strength than the, you know, than the defenses against do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So with that, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I would like to come back in and talk a little bit more macro about the need for kindness and the climate of this country. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Robin Kelly show with Sam. That's the title tonight. That's the, that's Robin the name Kelly of our show. And Sam show. <laughs> oh, someone's getting confident. Someone's getting confident about his new job. <laughs> um, we, Sam, you're, you're on a probationary period, <laughs> exactly. right? Just to let it's you a 90 know. 90 day, no 90 day We're trial trying it period. out. We'll have a meeting. We'll let you know yeah. how it goes. Then we'll, then we'll, Uh-oh. then we'll, then we'll green light the health insurance cut co- and all the coverage, all the, the 401k. Oh, you mean um, there are benefits with this? Oh, <laughs> there are. You're sitting with us. Can Hello, we have 401k? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about kindness, the need for kindness, the strength in kindness. If you'd like to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. If you think that, yeah, whatever stories, comments, anything you'd like to share, we're at 877-480-4120. And if you're a really mean person, call in. Yeah, want, actually, if you we, think it's a crime. Yeah, we want to hear, like, you know, why is it so great to be mean? Yeah. <laughs> why is it so great to bully people? 
Well, thank you for that segue because so I don't want to, you know, I don't get <laughs> like da da da. Um, I don't want to get too caught up on, you know, what I uh, the mood I came in here with and that conversation I just had. But this is something I was thinking about leading into the show over the last like day or two, um, which is that, you know, a lot of people um, would probably say that the incoming administration and appointees, kindness is probably not their middle name. How's that for diplomatic sort of characterization without mm-hmm. getting too in the weeds yeah, about things, that's right? Good. I don't want to. I don't even want to judge. I don't know too much. I'm not in the inner workings. I don't want to get into the political part of it. But I would say that that's not. We're not coming from a gentle place, and it feels like the opposite has happened. That the opposite, sort of that bullying kind of um, hard ass. Um, cowboy pirate mentality is what got Trump elected, at least by many of the people that followed him. I'm not speaking for everybody that voted for him. Mm. And that that seems to be what he's bringing in, what he's attracting. And so um, even, you know, I have a a very um, close friend who is very upset because she worked at Exxon for decades and knows firsthand one of the contenders for secretary of state of the current CEO and former CEO that he's considering and was deeply upset because she knows firsthand how how mean this man is and how, um, ter- you know, he was just a very, very nasty guy who really treated people inappropriately. Mm. So anyway, we know that I think we can establish that that energy is around. Right. So as I see people sort of processing what they're going to do with all of this, the people that don't agree, the people that want to come from a place of activism or love or kindness or whatever it's going to be. Um, just to find their own place in this for at least the next four years and just the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation, I told both of you guys this, um, with somebody who I might be hopefully doing some business with. They're a production company based in LA and they're run by these relatively young guys who are the most wise, soulful. I'm like, I, th- I thank my lucky stars when I get off the phone with them that they're actually in a place of influencing media. They're really special young men. And one of them said to me, we don't know each other well. We haven't met in person yet. And he said to me, you know, the whole reason for this, the what's happening right now in politics and our incoming president is that it represents a shadow side of all the things that we as a collective tapestry here, you know, in the United States have to fix. And it's sort of holding up a mirror mm. for all the things that we need to pay attention to, right. which brings us to, again, the example being, you know, kindness is just our, our little example of, you know, on the show, what we'd like to sort of support and kind of propagate. Right. Right. So, you know, I said that I wrote it on Facebook and a few people said to me, you know, I'd rather revolt and, um, you know, activism is where it's at and kindness isn't going to work and all these kinds of things. So again, it's, it's, it, it, it's a, for us here in this room and for a lot of people listening, they can resonate with it. But for a lot of people, based on their reactions, their re- relationship with what they're observing, their, their feeling of powerlessness or fear, mm. um, kindness is not the reflexive go-to response. Right, but I, I think we're And talking- all the more reason, I think, to get to it. Right, right. And I think we're talking about different things here. You know, maybe people interpret not taking actions as being kind and docile and laid back and not really doing much. And and I, I don't think that's what we're suggesting tonight. You no. Know, we're all for action and being proactive and advocating for whatever beliefs you have and fighting for what you believe in. Right. Kindness At, is not passivity. That's not right, what right. we're saying. At the same time, it's like I was thinking about today that expression, kill him with kindness. 
And it's like at the same time that I'm fighting for what I believe in, I can be kind to people that disagree or in general as a way of life, which I try and do. I try and be kind to people because I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel better about myself. I feel better about other people. I feel better about humanity. I feel better about the future of the world. I mean, just in general, it makes me feel better to focus on that. And and Rob, I think you really hit it on the nail on the head with that, which is ultimately it's not really about the other person no matter who that other person is it's not really about the other person it's about what's going on inside of us Mm -hmm. and if you're allowing somebody else to push your button so uh severely that you're going into reactivity and into you know anger and all those other things then you're not learning your lessons about what you need to do, what your own internal work is. Because yeah. ultimately, it's not about what the other person does. It's what you do, what do you decide to do? How do you decide to respond to the situation? Are you responding to a situation or are you knee-jerk reacting? Right. right, just based on your own fear of losing your own place. I mean, I had something happen the other day. I am and again, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, um, and and like you know, you t- you talked about the election and just the year and a half leading up to it. But this aftermath is is it's still this energy is very pervasive, and it's going to be. I hope I'd love to be wrong, but I think it's going to be for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Again, the split between light and dark, the shadow side, that you know, fear and love, whatever you want to use as your words to sort of explain this duality that we need to. To bridge and bring together so it's not so dualistic right um you know and the other day i was in a place uh, where i go regularly on sundays uh, you know kind of restaurant bar i was sitting there i was reading my little spiritual philosophical books trying to you know just my meditation doing my thing talking to some people there was a very loud guy um sitting a few seats away from me proselytizing about um trump and just going off and um, and at one point somebody said Hillary's name and he looked at us, somebody I was talking to, and he looked mm-hmm. at us and just said, with, I, we had nothing to do with each other. We had no interaction whatsoever. Looked at me with these raging psycho eyes and just said, she's, you know, yeah, she's on the M16. She's driving that bus now just where she belongs. So this, I'm like, what are you, I didn't say anything. Now, again, I could have reacted, but I chose not to. And I'm still, cause it's hard in those situations. Right, right. I don't have an interest in getting into it with anybody, let alone a stranger. Right. Um, but my point is, is that things are very inflammatory right now. And so the idea of sort of digging deep to be kind and to, um, find ways to bridge the gap just with good old fashioned humanity to me is really more essential than it's been. Yeah, but it's like I have a great idea for people to use, and I suggest this to clients all the time. And when I say kill them with kindness, talk to people like they're eight years old. Like mm. that is such a great a great way to battle somebody and make your points with somebody without losing your own temper. <laughs> talk to them like they're an idiot or not an idiot, but not that you know. You're not being condescending at all, yeah, or no, righteous no, or anything, no, but, though, right? No, but it's like talk to them in in a simple way as if they're a child, you know, because. A lot of times, and I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of times when they get in your face like that and they can't help themselves at all, it's like they need to dial it down a little and you may have the ability to stay more centered and grounded and you can make your points better because you're a little bit calmer and because you're trying to be a little kinder maybe in the argument. I'm not saying that you don't fight. I'm just saying you control yourself and sometimes that works better. 
Yeah, I think you break through when you shift the energy or you don't play long, you don't stoop or go to, you know, the same place somebody is in term, you know, in, in terms of their energy that just slows it down and it becomes a more sort of porous space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like you say to somebody, yeah, I really understand that point and I don't totally agree with it, but this is what I think, you know, something yeah. like that. What I wanted to say is, why are you insulting bus drivers? Like what you're, you know, you're <laughs> acting like there's something, you know, negative about being a bus driver. If that's lower than that's really what I mm-hmm. what anyway. Which sometimes, just, sometimes it's fun to do that. Just put them right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, but, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Right. Exactly. I have friends know, who are bus drivers. They're, they're shout educated, out to, good people. Absolutely. Shout hey, out hey, to bus drivers. Shout out to bus drivers. Absolutely. Yes, Go MTA. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is when somebody reacts so extremely yeah. to something that, that it, it just doesn't make sense, then it's not really about the thing. That's no, it's right. not about that the thing. Right. It's totally about, about when they're they were transferring, five. Yeah, they're transferring <laughs> all that stuff. It's about the their mom and their dad. Right. I mean, so, so wait, you can look at them and say, so tell me about your dad. Like, how bad was it? Was yeah, it really exactly. tough? No, yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Was your dad a bus driver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he'll go, yeah, why? <laughs> um, so back to kindness. See what happens when you're kind? You get a sense of humor about things. <laughs> so back to kindness. So yeah, go ahead. Did you want to say something? Sam, did you want to say something? All right. So the other thing I was thinking about is that um, sometimes people will comment on how young I look and also the fact that... Are we I, back to you and your looks? Yeah. I okay. so, it's and, all about Robin's I, looks. I know. No, but these are things I think about sometimes because I never think about it until someone says. And yeah. some people will comment how I don't have a lot of gray hair for my age. You don't. And I, I really think, though, it's all because I, I try and be kind. I really do. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, genes have nothing to do with it. Well, no, no, no. I have good genes. I have good genes. Hey, wait, I'm really kind and I've spent th- thousands of dollars on my gray hair since my 20s. <laughs> All right. But but keep going. I'm listening. Meditation. Not. That's what it is. That's what the- I've been meditating every day. Keep going. I'm still um, listening. It's now make your point. No, I'm stumped. You guys are right. Now I, make your point. I have no it's idea. All why. that right. positive energy flowing out of the top of your head that you don't even know <laughs> right. is there. That's your right. Crown That's chakra right. is like glowing, like there's no tomorrow right, right. now. But go ahead, make your. I wanted to yeah, do the rest. No, of your that was my point, and it was very wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, but all well, I think maybe to to your point here, I can let me help you a little bit. I think kindness is good for one's health. I think it's good for the recipient's health, and it's probably even in better for the, the the giver's health. Yeah, you know, right? Because it's the best reaction to stress that we have. Yeah. Because when you're kind, you're not stressed out. But when you're angry, you're very stressed out. And, right. you know, it's like you, they used to say that like 70 percent of illness was due to stress. Now mm-hmm. it's like 90 percent mm-hmm. of illnesses is due to stress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you want to be angry. It, it, what's the I think there's an old Buddhist expression like being angry at someone else is like drinking poison and thinking they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're carrying it around. You're, it's really you're only doing yourself exactly. harm. Yeah. So let's talk. All right. So we've got um, a few more minutes before we take our next break. I wanted to just um, maybe we should talk about some of the, you know, I don't we've, we've shared some of these stories um, on the show before. I'm thinking of um, a story that happened to me recently that I haven't shared with you guys, which I can tell quickly. Um, 
which is when I was in Las Vegas when I was working and I actually uh, wasn't here. That's when Sam had his um, audition with you, Rob, and uh, clearly passed the test because he's still here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just Get kidding. rid of me now. Just kidding. And um, I was going out with, uh, I dragged the young woman that I was working with out to see a um, uh, zombie burlesque show because, why not? Because I had to go see that. Zombie, zombie burlesque. Yeah, which is in and of itself a story. As we're walking to the theater, I see um, there's a young guy who's at a kiosk selling some stuff and he and I looked at him I just took in his vibe and I could see that he was very teary-eyed and looked like he was on the verge of crying so I stopped and turned around I said are you all right and he's like yeah I said no really are you it's okay and he starts bawling and he starts talking about how he's from another country misses his family he's not making money his boss just lambasted him for something goes on and on and on it was like a scene out of a movie and it was in a crowded place with lots of people and then he's like and now Trump's president (laughs) and and I said well come here let me give you a hug you know he's like I can't make it home I don't have friends and afterwards you could just see it was just one of those moments again where if you just remember to take time to be a human being as often as you can in the middle of your busy day that ripples out you know hopefully and and again it then it felt good selfishly it was it felt nice to have that moment with him oh yeah you know good for you well that's not why i tell the story but but, what a kind thing to do it's just it's good to hear about stuff it sounds corny it's airy fairy but it's great it's and actually then he told him you were going off to see zombies, and he was like, "Get away from me!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so with that, so yeah, so we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about how nice guys finish first or well. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Robin Kelly Show. We got Sam on the show as well. Everybody's here in the Playhouse. <laughs> and we're hanging out. The number is 877-480-4120. We're talking about how kindness is not weakness. And and if you call in, we promise to be kind to you. Maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, no, nah, I'm kidding. Because, um, you know, sometimes girls like it, you know, a little mean, a little rough. <laughs> really, Kelly? <laughs> how big is the grin on my face <laughs> so with that well, how red is your face right now just, it's he's just blushing so, yeah, look at him wow. I know because it's like I didn't know how you were going to respond to that so anyway. I pretend to be late you know I'm actually a very crass human being with a very naughty sense of humor but I yeah. play you know like a, um, like I'm trying to be a respectable lady for about two seconds before yeah. I break down there you go yeah yeah, so it's good to be nice, good to be naughty. We like it all. Anyway, so before the break, I brought up the idea that nice guys finish well, or nice guys don't finish last. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about how when I was in college, I hung with a group of guys, and I don't know, you know, it was an immature group, and you know, a lot of sarcasm and and you know, picking on each other and looking for the weaknesses in everybody. Typical guy stuff in a way. But I remember there was another guy who hung around, and he was really nice. He was just this friendly guy, big smile on his face all the time. And some of the guys thought he was a loser. They just, you know, labeled him that. And I think I even went along with it. You know, I was kind of immature myself. And I think I I forgot about when I was a kid, I was that nice guy. And I was trying to be kind of tough and try and be cool. And, um, and yeah, so sometimes, you know, I, we just, you know, I think we're just not that nice behind the guy's back, you know? Mm. And, um, as it turns out, he's a hugely successful guy in life. He's done very well, multimillionaire in the public eye. 
And every time I see him on there, it makes me smile because mm-hmm. it's like I've learned so much from having that sort of belief system back then that didn't work for me when I was trying to make it work to be cool. And also, it's just a good reminder that <clears throat> nice guys do finish well. Oh, absolutely. There are a lot of nice guys who've made, who are successful and made it. But mm-hmm. actually, you know what the biggest lesson in that story is to me? Mm is the time to stand up for the nice guys when everyone else is putting them down and to not be afraid of the ridicule that you may get because of that. Because if we don't start standing up for each other, you know, when it comes to things like that, that's when our worst fears will start to manifest. Right. That's like right when when bullies, again, whether they're bullies, you know, kids on a playground or president elects or just human being you know people that we know as adults because we know that it's actually the bully that's the one that's got the weakness and the pain going on inside of them but if you don't stick up for the people that are being kind and the people that are being a little bit more upstanding then you're right what do we have because that's part of what Hmm. we talked about before the break just the sense of solidarity and banding together with things that are you know good and, and you know good and kind um the other thing that, you know, you talk about the nice guys finish last thing, and I think about it sort of in dating world, you know, because I was, I, I mean, definitely growing up and was guilty of it too. I mean, I was for many, many years where um, I thought that, you know, a nice guy was a little, and I had nice boyfriends and I grew bored of them. Not proud of that. Um, I'd like to think I've outgrown that. I really recognize the value of somebody who's a good upstanding mensch you know, in, in my life, whether it's friends or, or romantic partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also grew up with women need to be a little bitchy to get the man. Mm-hmm. So I'm the other side too, mm-hmm. which I still get reminded of sometimes. And I really do not jibe with and resent because I never wanted to play that coquettish sort of bitchy thing. I'm just going to be me. And, you know, hopefully what comes out of that is a nice, kind, sensitive caring person and it's not that people that have bitchy tendencies can't also be kind and sensitive but you know for the sake of conversation um it's not you know both of those edicts have always kind of pissed me off yeah um so basically everything you've ever been told when you were a kid is a complete lie <laughs> just go out and be yourself and right, have a exactly, good time exactly right. right just close your Amen, eyes and brother. just spend time <laughs> enough time alone to get quiet and know who you are and just do you yeah. you know and yeah. just um, instead of all these rules, I mean, there used to be like back in the eighties, I think it was, there was a book that came out for women about how to land the guy called like the rules book or something. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and rules, I remember yeah. resenting, yeah. I actually wrote the writer. I think I'm just getting a flashback. I wrote one of the authors a note telling her how offended I was by all of that. Right yeah. now when I grew up, um, you know, beyond that, I realized that a lot of it was true, but I still resent it. I still resent it. Right. But I realized that there's, it is true. Now, so I guess the, the 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 most important thing to recognize here, the question that I lay out for you guys is, why is this true on some level? Well, why is it that people don't, you know, kindness um, seem, it doesn't ultimately finish last, I think, in the universal cosmic scheme of things. Right. But it often gives the appearance that it doesn't get you as far in the short term. Right. You're turned on, you're turned on by a woman who's got a little bit of attitude well, or a sweet girl. No, but here's the thing. It's like you want a little of both in the sense that nobody likes a pushover. Someone, I mean, it's much more attractive to meet anyone in any situation in life, whether it's dating, business, friends, where they have their own opinion, they have some confidence, Mm -hmm. they don't let people take advantage of them or just lay down and let people walk over them. So I, I think that it's about... It's about having a balance in it where you want, like, 
I think it's a huge turn on to me when a woman is kind or bakes something for me or makes me dinner or rubs my back or whatever. Something that shows a lot of sweetness, you know, just her ability to listen to me and support me. That sort of kindness is something that I relish and I savor and I, I just really appreciate. At the same time, it's like, I don't want her to just go along with whatever I say or just have her be nice all the time, just like people pleasing me. But I who's want, suggesting right, but a bit, I, want her, I want her to be her own person. But, but there's a difference between being nice and having a backbone, right? When you talk about like not being a pushover, that's about having a backbone, not about not being nice. You, you know, you see again. Well, I don't, I don't know because I remember I had a girlfriend and she told me that she dated a guy and he said, you're too nice. And what he was saying was, you don't, you don't have your own opinion. You, you just kind of go along with whatever he wants. See, I see these as, and I hear your point, I see these as two very separable things that right. don't have as much to do with each other in the purest form of what they are. Mm. You know, having a backbone or being a pushover, to me, it doesn't have anything to do with being kind. Okay. You know, right. I see them, and, and I understand how they get meshed together. I, I really, I do get your point. Right. But if you think about it, I mean, kindness and, uh, you know, and not being, and like not having a backbone or being a pushover, whatever word you want, and being too malleable right. has more to do with, I don't know, insecurity or lack of confidence or whatever mm-hmm. you need you know, to lack do of to be, yeah, yeah than it so, does being kind, right? So you're talking more about, where you said, um, do we like a woman who's mean? Just somebody who's got a little more attitude. Yeah. 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 Well, my answer is no. (laughs) Right. So me neither. I mean, I'd much rather have a woman who can be kind, but also confident and not feel like she has to act out like that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, I'm saying, I I mean, we're in this room different. Highly critical and attacking a lot or... Just somebody that gives somebody a little bit of a hard time, a little bit of a zing, a little bit of high maintenance, a little bit like not so kind all the time. Yeah, a little nasty, a little. I mean, some people, um, and again, I'm generalizing, and I I don't, I I don't believe this is true. This is not how Mm -hmm. I live my life. These, this is not how you guys are. It's not the people around us. Right. But I do think that there, there, there are these sort of stereotypes, these mantras that we grew up with that came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to kind of understand, you know, there's there's truth to a lot of these things that are out, like these constructs, or they would have, wouldn't have, they, they came from somewhere. Right, but, but you got to be careful because sometimes these constructs are true because everybody says they're true, so they believe in them and so they follow them, but they're not really true. And when you get down to the heart of it, nobody likes anyone who's mean to them. Right. Right. But, but you know, you think, oh yeah, like if you can tame that wild animal, you've really got something. Right. Right. The challenge. Uh, You know, it goes deeper. It's all about our own old stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's really just, there's so many lies out there and, and there's so many stories that we make around it. And that's really the thing. It's like the, the significance and the meaning that we make from all this stuff. So it almost doesn't even matter what all these people say. It's more like what is the story we make behind about it in our own lives. Well, and I think it's also a reflection of where we're at at that point in our life. Because sure. I have dated girls who are really critical or negative, And I've had people around me like that. Business partners, friends. And I just felt like, oh, yeah, it must be me. I must be the one, you know. And then I outgrew that working on myself and focusing on the fact that um, not only did I want kinder people around me, but I wanted to be kinder to myself, 
which brings me to my next point, which is I think a lot of the kindness that we're talking about starts with us. How kind are we to ourselves? Yeah. You know? Am I terrorizing myself all the time? Am I putting myself down all the time? Or am I focusing on how I can be gentle with myself and be kind to myself? And as a guy, not feel dorky about that or not feel like I'm I'm being weird about that. You know, like if I find at times or actually like myself, you know, I have trouble. I talk about self-care a lot with clients, but when I talk about myself and I talk about loving myself, I always feel so like Jack Handy-ish about that. I knew so, you were say uh, that. Yeah, so I'll just say yeah. like, you know, I find moments where I actually like myself. Or I really appreciate myself. Like those are big steps for a guy like me where I started in life, growing up the way I did, having the life I did to where I can actually be kind to myself. Yeah, that's a really, I think that's a really great point and important one. I'm glad that you brought that up because again, first of all, what can you do? What can you admit out into the world that you're not giving to yourself period if you don't know if you don't have a frame of reference if you don't know how to love if you don't know what kindness is if you never learned those lessons or saw those examples growing up yeah. then certainly um, it's a much harder exercise to make that a, a reflexive behavior on your own right yeah. um, and you're right being kind is to yourself is really important you know because that's the question I was going to pose to you guys which I'd like to get back to which is how are we even defining what what being kind is you know so I think being kind to yourself it could be being gentle like you said not terrorizing yourself taking care of yourself not beating yourself up not second guessing yourself you know um i remember once my a therapist from years ago told me how hard i was on myself i had no idea i i truly had mm. no idea because you get so inside your own stuff and so inside your own behavior yeah. i think it had more to do with me professionally and creatively and the pressure i was putting on myself but the point was is i've had to really learn and even now a friend reminded me oh a week ago I um yeah it had to do with a, somebody that I reached out to and a dynamic that happened with um with an old friend and then I was sort of beating myself up for it and I asked a friend of mine do you think that it was a mistake she said it it doesn't matter the point is is in the moment you decided to do it and give yourself a break you have to trust right. that your judgment was genuine and authentic and well-meaning in that moment yeah. and so again I had to remember to jump back into oh right be kind to yourself yeah you know right. and I'll just to re remind you of that phrase we're all doing the best we can with mm -hmm. what we have at the time and if we could do better, we would. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing because we all are so self-critical that we forget we're really doing the best yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. everybody is. You have well, to remind well. that about, have to remember that about everyone else too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm -hmm. it's like that expression, be kind to everyone you meet because they're fighting an enormous battle. Right. It's like we all have this thing going on and we all need a little bit of kindness. Right. So with that, we will go to break. We're going to be kind to each other during the break. I want you to be <laughs> kind to yourself during the break. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. And welcome back to our final quarter of this current edition of the Robin Kelly Show. And there was Sam. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my title, my latest title. <laughs> and then there, and was, there was Sam. And then <laughs> and there was Sam. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> so if you'd like, we're talking about kindness and all its different shapes and sizes and colors. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 877-480-4120. Um, we want, I, I wanted to bring up, um, you know, when the first half of my career 
in television. I was l- working in an all celebrity Hollywood programming. I was out in LA. I was working for places like E Entertainment Television and MTV and VH1 and Access Hollywood and those types of things. So I was constantly interviewing celebrities and I was around them a lot. And anytime one of them was nice or kind, you'd hear someone saying, yeah, he was really, really kind, as if it was the exception to the rule, and as if they were like warranted a trophy for being that way. And I never understood that. Why shouldn't, especially, well, why shouldn't anybody Michael, be kind? Michael, we want you know? to give you this trophy for being really <laughs> nice. It is the exception around here. Everyone's pretty much an asshole, except <laughs> you. You know, and it's like, well, but it sort of suggested that people in that sort of elite, you know, bubble existence have permission to not be in if you happen to like find the exception coming out you know crawling out of the cave god bless him and we should you know really really you know acknowledge that and always puzzled me yeah i think that's because people who tend to be at the center of the spotlight unless they've done a lot of personal work it just so feeds their ego that they become very self-centered and all about themselves and it really takes a mature sort of balanced person to not let it all go to the head and to be kind to the people around them and but usually what will happen is those people who are like so caught up in themselves they're going to hit some crisis eventually and then that crisis will kind of bring them down to earth right and then you see them collapsing shaving their heads getting addicted you know and i don't mean to say i'm, I'm being a little flip right. about it but yeah and it's not so much even i mean and yes that's the psychology of um in general broad strokes the people right. that often are attracted to those types of industries where there's a lot of adulation superficially but for me i was more interested in the people that were recognizing it, uh, us behind the scenes that were celebrating it as if it was something to be celebrated when, you know, it should ideally be the norm or at least the... But that's you know, why it should be celebrated. Yeah. You know, you, you, you do want to celebrate when someone is kind, when somebody, especially somebody in a place where you don't normally see it, you do want to celebrate and make a big deal of it because that's what you want to see more of. Again, it's like, where do we put our focus? Where do we put our energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's put our energy towards something that will improve the situation make things feel and look better yeah so it and it's also about i think when you've come from a tough place in life where you didn't get a lot of love or support or kindness you really appreciate it and then you're almost excited to give it to other people because you know the effect you're going to have on their life yeah and so one of the takeaways the early takeaways i want to offer everybody is a book that i suggested to a client weeks ago or months ago that's really changing her life i've mentioned this on the show before it's how to win friends and influence people mm, and so a lot classic. of Dale carnegie a lot of that book is thinking about others and putting yourself in their shoes and also just having the thoughtfulness to pay attention to them to listen to them to think of different ways to be kind to them to have an effect on them and you know i try and do that in my daily life you know when i was talking about before about you know uh this guy new in college who's a multimillionaire and he's winning or or you know a nice guy who finished well it's not just the cash and prizes you know that's great but it's also about how you feel in life you know and the more that we focus on this kindness uh, it's like every day maybe one little act of kindness that we can do for strangers even on the street like we've talked about just smiling mm-hmm. at somebody who smiles back mm-hmm. instead of looking at them like what are you smiling at me for you know <laughs> it's like in new york city you get that sometimes 
sometimes. Yeah. And, and so it's again, like, it's the exception. But it's, it's like just to do that makes us feel so much better. Yeah. And when we talk about the powerlessness that people are feeling right now right. because of what happened with the election or whatever's going on in their life, just a little bit of kindness from their heart and their soul has such a warmth on the world. Yeah, it's definitely true. And so, I'm ready to go out there and be kind. <laughs> All right, you do it, Rob. It is about freaking time no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i've been working on you for Actually, years callie i'm so kind to callie she's like rob i gotta get off the phone like this is just a little too much kindness right? yeah that's what happens every day with us no, actually i get that i don't know about you guys but from where i come from if someone's like really really kind to me a lot sometimes i need a little bit <laughs> of space you uncomfortable. Like, no, like, I, like sometimes not all the time i'm getting better at but sometimes like all right, I just got to take a little break to myself or something like that. But you know, that's an that's an important point too. I don't think a lot of us have learned to receive it. Yeah. You know, to receive kindness, to receive compliments. There's a whole circular thing. There's an energetic exchange that goes on, whether you're the giver or the recipient. Mm. Both are sort of party to this exchange and both are for lack of a better word almost responsible to that moment you know it's not that you give to receive or to get some you know ideally you want to do it just because it's a genuine desire that you have but I also think conversely that you know you have to be willing to receive it whether it's a compliment whether it's a nice gesture whether it's a favor or a loan whatever it is you know so I think that's an interesting point Um, so if we go more macro now we're talking about celebrities and just what's happening in society you know there's um so we want to give a shout out. There's um, the, the Today Show on NBC, the morning show, is doing a whole um, campaign call. I think it's I think it's a, a, a million acts of kindness, something to that effect. They did a beautiful story yesterday featured Lady Gaga, who we all love. And what a oh, she's just such a delicious. I mean, besides being a wildly talented artist the more she keeps showing herself and she literally has been stripping herself of her costumes and her masks over yeah, recent years yeah, that's a good to point. like where you yeah. see like yesterday was the most stripped down I've ever seen her hair back, minimal makeup, t-shirt, ponytail. So I feel like there's something symbolically, you know, with, with that, that's that, that warrants noticing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she went and spoke to a group of, they were homeless teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked very, she LGBT did, teenagers who are homeless yes. in a homeless shelter. Yes. Thank you. And, she did, um, they did a meditation. She shared her story. Um, it was the first time that she talked about having PTSD um, after having been um, raped when she was um, 19 years old, I believe. And they did a meditation about, I'm getting goosebumps now, just about how she was just very open, very vulnerable and her whole, and she talked a lot about kindness. Get If you get a chance just to go online and take a look at it. Yeah. Because she was saying like, these kids are no better than me. They're no worse than me. We're all marching our two feet down the same earth. Yeah. And the only only thing that we really have is kindness and she's like kindness is way more important than celebrity way more important than her wealth so you know I just wanted to give a shout out to that well I watched that today because you sent me the link yesterday yeah. and I literally was tearing up watching yeah. it it was so touching to see a human being especially of her stature and notoriety to just strip all that away mm-hmm. throw it to the side and just be so human with these kids mm-hmm. I mean she was she was hugging these kids like they were her own children yeah. and she brought all these gifts for them for the holidays and then they sat around the circle and they talked about you know their own history of people not being kind and how they can try and mm. experience some kindness now in their life it was just so awesome thank yeah. you for sending that yeah you're welcome and 
you know, what she was giving, um, besides, you know, whatever gifts or I don't, I don't know exactly what she gave physically to them. Um, but she was giving her honesty and her heart and her vulnerability and her life experience and her attention and her eye contact. That's what she was giving these people. We can all do that. We can all do that every day. It's just, again, there's a bigger campaign going on. So Mm -hmm. that's why we're seeing it being promoted on television. And she was sort of, you know, being an ambassador to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to give one quick shout out also, because if people want to, you know, there's a, um, if you want to do it in a more collective way, some people are quieter about it. Some people like to share these things. Um, this is, uh, there's an amazing group, an organization based in um, Denver. It's called um, Peace Jam. And the quick story is that it's a organization that um, was based on a consortium of Nobel Peace Prize winners. And they do beautiful work, humanitarian work with children and adults all around the world. But there's a specific part of what they're doing, which is tied to the NBC Today show, Million Acts of Kindness, called Billion, um, Billion Acts. And what they're doing is they have a website, www.billionacts.com. Org. And if you go on there and go um, to the featured campaign, you'll see a link to the NBC Million Acts of Kindness. And it's, uh, you know, go do it, it could be anything from just, you know, making a lunch for a homeless guy on the corner or sharing a story with a neighbor or giving a stranger a hug. There's no judgment. There's no parameters about what this means. Yeah. But if you want to feel like you're a part of something bigger, they're registering these all because their their goal is to collect a billion acts of um, kindness and peace. That's great. Great. It's great. And just put, putting that energy into the world mm-hmm. is going to have an effect, you know, especially on the individuals. You know, and the other thing as far as a takeaway or what to suggest to people as yeah. far as being kind, I always find in my own life that I really appreciate when people listen to me, especially when I call them. Like I called a friend last week. I think I was in some emotional pain about something. I was just really sad. And I just needed to be listened to. I didn't need the friend to fix me, guide me, suggest anything, analyze it, break it down, whatever. I just needed to be heard. And when you talked about before, Lady Gaga was looking these kids in the eye. And that's something else that I really appreciate from people that are, you know, in my inner circle and my tribe. When we can look each other in the eye and just have a knowingness of humanity and kindness that I appreciate so Mm -hmm. much. So those are two easy ways that you can practice kindness tomorrow mm-hmm. is just looks or even tonight or whatever just look someone in the eye and also just listen to someone mm-hmm. find com- another suggestion is just compassion um, circling back to what sam was the point you were making earlier just about how things can get inflammatory in whatever relationships out in the world and politics with strangers with people that you love with your family but maybe to breathe in that moment and try to summon up something new like a little extra ounce of compassion that you might not have been able to the day before that's another way to exhibit kindness yeah sam takeaways i I just say show some kindness to talking alternative and keep listening and you'll learn how to be even kinder in your life there you go amen brother big (laughs) plug for the station talkradio.myc we're always looking for support ideas you want to join the station whatever you can uh you can contact sam um so, yeah, so we got a minute left. You know, I think with your idea about compassion, you know, I think something about the idea of let's try and find things in common. We have more in common than we think with almost everybody. And even if we want to kill them, we can try and be kind. 
That's a nice point. You're right. We do have more in common. We're all Mm -hmm. the same. We come in very different packages, but we are all the same and we all want the same three, you know, three to five things, right? Right. Everybody wants to be loved. Everyone wants to feel safe, be fed, be protected, be loved and be heard and validated. Really that it, you know, I mean, that's oversimplifying that kind of comes down to that. It's just the form in which it takes varies. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we all kind of want the same thing. You know, we can really just bring kindness down to love. We all want a little bit of love. With that, this is the end of another episode. (laughs) Ah, And the heavens parted and the gates opened. Anyway, so um, with that, this is the end of another episode. Thanks for listening, y'all. Take care.